Welcome to another episode of Podcast for Kids. My name is Spencer. And my name is Ryan. In today's episode, we interviewed a guest that has been on here before, KC from TakeFiveAday.com. KC is an expert in Pixar cars, diecast toys, and other Pixar cars news. Good job! Nice enough to come back on the show. Now, one thing, though, that we hit a bit of a snafu when we were recording, I noticed about six minutes into the interview that the wrong microphone input was selected. Oh, good So the sound quality on the first six minutes in the interview is not the best. However, there was some really good, interesting facts that we talked about, so I wanted to leave it in. So what I've decided to do is put the last half of the interview first, and then... I'm adding in the first part with the poor quality in last. What does he think I am? An so you might have to adjust your headphone volume because the quality, it's the sounds is a little bit quieter. But without further ado, enjoy the show. Hi, Casey. Thanks for joining us today. Nice to be here again. Thank you. In your opinion, where is the best place to find new die-cast cars? Well, um, it's not as much fun, but buying the case seems to be the best way to go now, right? Yeah. That uh, as much as it is much more fun to go into a store around the corner and go, ooh, what's this? right and uh, put it in your cart um, and unfortunately you know back in the good old days where we had both walmart target and toys r us buying cars on a regular basis and they wouldn't just buy one case they would sometimes get two to three cases, and within each of those stores all getting uh, two to three cases depending on where you live most people had access to three to ten of those stores right within a, like a 10 or 15 um, mile drive you were pretty much able to just kind of walk in the store, and, you know, or at least the two or three stores and pretty much get all the new cars. But now, unfortunately, I think the best way to go is to just buy the case yourself if you if you want to try to collect them. Right. And so it's it, the, the hunt is, is fun sometimes. Um, but yeah, like you said, since it's they're not so easy to find anymore. Uh, I have found that uh, comic book conventions, occasionally there'll be a few sellers that will we'll have some but uh, yeah other than that resorting to the only problem the, the problem with buying a case is you end up with a whole bunch that you don't need yeah yeah that's true right yeah that's yeah it depends on if you're a completed collector because yeah you do end up with a lot of uh, duplicates for some of the fanatical collectors if you're switching over to the new ones with the idler lines but at least for now uh, there's still enough in each case where if you are switching over or if you just started collecting a few years ago, there are a lot of each case is, I think in the last case, the 24, there were basically 18 that you could consider new if you were collecting the iBlue lines or if you just started uh, doing that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the the line that they've added. Yeah, so that, that adds a whole new dimension to collecting. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think about that? What, what are your thoughts? Um, initially we were, if we came across one, we would keep it. I think at this point though, it's like you end up with doubles of almost everything if you, <laughs> if you try to com- collect every single one, and including like the lenticular eyes and then regular eyes, flat, flat windshield, eye line, shadow. It is, 
it is a, a nice feature that they've added that line to make it more realistic, more you know, aligned with the, the movie. Do you think production of Diecast has slowed down or been the same now that we are three years out from the last movie? Uh, yeah, it's actually been pretty amazing. I mean, things have actually improved now that they switched over to production in Thailand. Uh, they seem uh, both, uh, first I think the quality has gone back up. You know, in the last few years when the production was in China, because if you looked carefully, there were sort of like, you know, paint splotches and things like that. But without question, the new ones have all been amazing and uh, they look great. And just looking at the, you know, the 2020 poster for spring, you could see that it's a full, I mean, I didn't actually do a count, but it looks like a full year's worth of releases. And that's just through spring and summer of 2021. And I think sales, uh, while at retail, are kind of tough to gauge, I think they seem to be selling well enough, and there seems to be interest at both Walmart and and Target to do the exclusives, that this is a never-ending line. So, you you know, if you have it on the shelf, you need to clear a lot more space because uh, (laughs) this line looks like it's never-ending. Which is good. That's we're happy to see that. Is there a car from Cars Three that hasn't been released yet that you would like to see? For Cars Three, there seems to be a lot. I mean, I think that they've only touched a little part of it, and I mean, we still haven't gotten all the racers released yet. Even though we didn't see a lot of them, you know, great detail. Uh, there's still a few next gen missing, and there's a few of the uh, new body types from Cars 3. And it would be fun to get a lot more pity, so I don't know how most collectors feel about those. That I haven't even thought about. It seems like so many of the next gen cars have been released, but I guess there probably is quite a few that still are still out there, huh? Uh, I'd probably say that the next gen tractors and yeah, that's true, more right. trucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get the haulers, but... Yeah, I guess realistically, you know, with it being a Walmart exclusive and they don't seem that interested in carrying them, we're not getting a whole lot of them, you know, where before we would actually get haulers basically like two or three new ones every like five weeks, you know, during the heyday of like around 2009. Yeah. Now we get maybe, what, two releases a year, maybe three at this rate. You know, I'm not holding out a lot of hope that we'll get my shit done. Yeah. How do you think the newly announced Disney Plus Cars show will affect diecast production? I think it's all good. I think that it sounds like it's going to be fun. It sounds like it's kind of an offshoot of what we have now, which is which is the world of Radiator Springs with the classic line. And it might also be tied into the uh, Road Trip series. Uh, I don't know if you guys collected those because it's been, what, three or four years? Yeah, I think we got most of those, except for Ramon, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Ramon and And so that actually, on the surface, it sounds like it should be fun, because it's basically made their enlightening driving around the country. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get a lot of fun cars. Yeah, the line's just going to continue, just like... Uh, like the other Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, it boosted uh, Star Wars toy sales like 70%. Oh, right. And basically, Cars is the, you know, the Star Wars die cast. So hopefully we'll get as big of a boost there and uh, we'll bring in a lot of new collectors and uh, a lot of support for the retailers. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably going to explode. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, the great thing is uh, 
you know, I still meet people every day and find out what I'm doing. And basically, their uh, their kids are like two to three, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they've got like five. I'm like, "Yeah, good luck with your collection. You're a little bit behind." But <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> they don't have. They have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, well, I don't know if I should tell you this, but uh, you're you're about uh, fourteen hundred behind. But okay, good luck <laughs> yeah. to you. What's coming up for 2021? Well, believe it or not, it's the, the 15th anniversary of Cars 1, so they said, and this is all they've said so far, is that they're going to do a lot of events and promotions for this year. So the one thing we know is the Gold Lightning McQueen, which uh, they haven't given a lot of details other than the photo they sent me, that uh, it, it implies that it's going to be like a mail-away. So it's like uh, the last one, like 2013. Basically, you know, you buy like five or whatever number, mail in your cards and your receipt, and uh, you get a gold lightning McQueen. So that'll probably work something like that. Uh, other than that, they said, you know, it's the 15th anniversary, so hopefully we'll see a lot of fun things. Uh, like I said, the poster covers through spring and early summer, so hopefully that means, because uh, I guess they're timing the release to, they're doing the 15th anniversary and something, they mentioned something about like late summer or uh, September. So hopefully there might be some fun exclusives or some more mail aways or some events, uh, maybe a big relaunch for Cars uh, Diecast. Oh, that'll be neat. That's good. Some stuff to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. What can you tell us about the new Take Five a Day Cars Collector magazine? Yeah, I think uh, we've. Uh, you can, you can find the link to it at uh, takefiveaday.com slash store or at our front page at the bottom right. Uh, basically, we try to uh, make sure that uh, it's an accurate and comprehensive checklist so that you can go through and decide if uh, that's the one you want. And uh, hopefully, you know, it helps to try to keep all the names sorted out also as uh, they tend not to make much sense. Uh, like, for instance, some of the metallics are listed under uh, are given a name with the metallic in the front and others are not so we tried to just keep them alphabetized by the name on the card so people can try to figure it out mm -hmm. uh, it is something where it's pretty comprehensive and pretty uh, detailed and trying to keep track of everything that's going on and then trying to decide you know we tried to cut some of them out like for instance the ones that come with the classic accessories where people don't seem like they're that interested or care that much. And so if it's just a re-release with an accessory, we just try to keep the original so that uh, you, know, you can always pick up the accessory if you want, but it's not crucial to the enjoyment of the diecast. So we picked ours up, um, and yeah, it's, it's just neat to just go through and see. Like you said, for people who don't know, just to flip through that book, and it's like you have no idea how many cars have been released. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It is pretty amazing. For yeah, when I first started out, I thought this line's gonna run for six six months. So man, I better get all these because I'll never see them again. <laughs> yeah, right. And now for the first part of the interview, where we didn't have the best sound quality, but I think you'll still enjoy it. What are the new expanded universe releases that have come out lately? Well, the newest one that was kind of a surprise was the uh, NASCAR line, which is actually a pretty cool uh, tie-in with the real NASCAR drivers. They've been given uh, Pixar names, and uh, they uh, 
it's actually in some ways confusing for longtime collectors because while the sponsors are the uh, Pixar cars, uh, sponsors like uh, Shiny Wax and uh, Trunk Fresh and things like that, um, and, and not the real NASCAR sponsors, um, the drivers have gotten their numbers switched from the numbers in the film to their actual NASCAR numbers. So for some collectors, that might be a little confusing. Uh, for instance, like Danny Suarez in the movie. Uh, is number 19 from Octane Game, but his uh, release is uh, number 99, which matches the NASCAR number. Uh, but this is a pretty cool tie-in. Um, another one is the uh, 24-hour endurance race one, which actually has really cool paint schemes. I don't know. The distribution doesn't seem to be really wide, and I think it's a Target exclusive. It's got kind of a metallic, uh, flaky chrome paint. They've done a really nice job on those. The paint quality is actually really great. Also, they're also bringing back the world of Welcome to Radiator Springs. I think it's a Target exclusive. So when uh, the counties are kind of in between releases in the main line, uh, people will still get a chance to pick up all the counties. Are those the, the ones that are each uh, one comes with like a little prop? Uh, right, exactly. Okay. Right, right. So that's actually still continuing, and uh, I think the next one should be out in, within the next month or the next wave. Oh, okay. So a whole new re- release. Okay, yeah. Because I don't think there's trying to remember which ones haven't come out yet. Maybe Sarge, um, Lizzie. Oh, no, Lizzie came with the radio. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think Lizzie was the last release, and I think, uh, I, well, basically they're all getting re released, plus they're, you know, each wave just adds a couple of new ones. But it's mostly the townies, which is nice for people who are just starting to collect, uh, because otherwise you might have, you know, like if, if you hadn't collected Lizzie, I think she was like two or three years between releases, and so you wouldn't have gotten a Lizzie, but now you get a chance to. So. Right. What is your favorite expanded universe release so far? I would have to say it is the 24-hour uh, endurance race one, even though we don't have any backstory. Uh, just the fact that the, it's really almost like metallic paint, and it's chrome. It kind of has that uh, flaky uh, pearl uh, look to it. And uh, also the paint design and the paint schemes are really nice. So uh, even though it doesn't really have, we don't have the backstory yet, pretty hard to resist. Is that one, do you know, is it, there are only like four? There was only a couple, right? So far, I think there's about six, and uh, the new wave should be hitting. Uh, there's nothing really new. I think five of the six in the new wave are re-releases, but hopefully they'll still get a chance for everyone to catch up. I think these are Target only also. So now it looks like it's pretty much uh, either Target or Walmart, Obviously, we don't have Toys R Us left anymore. Right. You know, I have found, I'm trying to remember which car it was. I know it was one that was kind of hard to find, and I found it at a CVS. So so I always check. When I go to CVS, I always go down the toy aisle, and they'll always have one or two cars on the peg, and occasionally there'll be, like, kind of a rare one. Right. What, what happens with uh, CVS and, like, a Walgreens, is that instead of, normally, they almost rarely never get an actual cake. Normally, you know, what happens is the cake gets sent to their distribution center, they open it up, and they, you know, a lot, each store gets how many, like, yeah. And it's totally random, of course. Right. So, yeah, it's like the, the one chase car will just end up at a random, you'll never know which, which store it ends up at. <laughs> right, exactly. From the most recent wave of released diecast, 
Which car do you think is the most rare or hardest to find? Uh, the most obvious one is the uh, the one super chase they did last year, which was the metallic uh, transforming lightning McQueen, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I'm not even sure that case showed up the stores. I think you pretty much had to buy that case by yourself. I think that's probably the hardest now. I think overall, because of the way they're packing the cases, you pretty much sometimes get like one shot to buy something because it might be six more months before it comes back. And so there's only, you know, in each case, there's only so many new ones, usually four to six. And uh, it, again, it might be six months before it comes back. And if your store doesn't happen to order that case again, then yeah, it, everything pretty much seems rare. So and, uh, when you see it, you should grab it if you right. want it. I know one that you know we haven't seen in a store is the, is the Globy car. I think that one that would be one, and it's really expensive on eBay too. If it was a chase, then yeah, it's, uh, it's unlikely to come back. Uh, so far, uh, Mattel has is pretty strict and adhered to the rule that if it's a chase car, it, it hasn't come back. So after. Uh, I think it was 2008 when they started to chase cars. Uh, they have actually adhered to that. And then we have gotten nothing that's ever been a chase car back uh, as a regular release. Oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, the, uh, that's the general rule is that if it's a chase car, it won't ever come back as a single. Um, and of course, some manufacturers tend to kind of cheat a little and re-release it in another color or something like that. But Mattel is actually, for collectors, if you're a completed collector, in a way it's good because Mattel so far after, you know, uh, 15 years of doing it, uh, doing chase cars has never really released one. You know, when they're in a box set they stay exclusive, uh, the general rule is that uh, you that it won't be out for another year at single or in some other configuration. So that's, and, and Mattel adheres to that rule also. And we have gotten a few of those uh, back that were once, quote, exclusives, but uh, they're, you know, it's been a year or two later that they come out as a single. Right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. We appreciate you sharing all your your vast knowledge on the Disney Pixar Cars diecast. Thank you very much, and good luck with your collecting. Thanks again for being on our show. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. I want to thank Casey again for being on our podcast. And don't forget to check out takefiveaday.com and their Cars Collectors Complete Alphabetical Everything Checklist from 2006 to 2020. You have to have this if you're a Cars Collector. That's right. So, all right, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.